You're listening to Captivate and Convert, the weekly podcast created to show you how to attract the people you actually want to work with and get paid to do what only you can do. I'm your host, Christy Sigelski, and each week you can expect legit marketing tips, biz building strategies, and expert advice that'll help you ditch the grind and feel more aligned so you can captivate and convert your audience. If you're ready to grow your business without the struggle, you're in the right place. My guest on the show today is Alexa Martin. Now, these days, Alexa is a mindset and life coach who teaches people how to break up with their phones and show up for their lives. But guys, get this. She studied math at MIT. (laughs) If that doesn't make you believe you can create whatever you want for your life, I don't know what would, right? So in this episode, Alexa shares that story you know, how it all went down and how she ended up doing what she does now and living in Mexico. Super, super interesting. And then we dive into why it's important for you to put you before your business and how doing that actually helps you get more clients. Let's check it out. Hey, Alexa, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on here. How are you? I'm great. And I'm excited for this conversation, but I'm especially excited for people to hear your story because I think it will really inspire everyone out there who wants to maybe move in a different direction in their life for their business, but feels, I don't know, maybe stuck or scared. I mean, spoiler alert, you studied math at MIT and now you're a mindset and life coach. So to me, that right there says anything's possible. So <laughs> can you talk a little bit about that and what that journey was like? Absolutely. Yeah. Anything is possible. And honestly, it was in like a three-year time frame from the point that I was at MIT studying math, the end of my college career, super into the party scene, super into taking drugs, was literally taking my mom's medicine to sleep at night to diving headfirst into self-development and coming out the other side, a life coach living in Mexico. So really, anything's possible. (laughs) Anything is possible for sure. And it's crazy. I got introduced to the world of wellness just by chance. My roommate at the time suggested to me to read this mindset book. And for some reason, I did, even though I hated reading And all the light bulbs went off. It was like that aha moment of just realizing there was a whole other way of living out there. And being really happy and loving your life is possible. It was like, I didn't even know that was a a thing. I just, it's like adulthood equals suffering in my head. And so I read this book and it's like, oh my God, like I want that. I, I need that. And that's where the ball really started rolling. And, you know, it hasn't stopped rolling since. It's called Chasing Excellence by Ben Bergeron. He's a CrossFit Games coach. Oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's in the more of the sphere of athletics, but that book really lights a fire underneath you. If, if you need a fire to be lit, yeah. read that book. Oh, that's interesting. So I guess the first thing that comes to mind when you, when you, say all of that is I know for me personally, you know, it's been a very gradual journey. Like there was not a light switch that's gone off and and I went from like feeling one way to feeling another and, you know, changing everything in my life. 
so I just want to, I want to clarify, like, do you feel, do you feel like that's what it was like? Like you read this book and you were like, oh my God, and everything changed instantly? Or did you sort of start implementing different things and build on that? No, it was definitely gradual. So I read that book and then I read another book and then I read another book and another book. And then I started listening to podcasts and then I started working out a lot and then I started eating differently, you know, and it was just like everything just built on top of each other. And then I got introduced to mindset coaches and I was very resistant to working with them because at that point I was already doing all of the things, you know, I was working out, eating healthy, reading, listening to, like I was doing all the things. And so part of me was like, oh, well, I don't really need your help. I'm like, thanks, Melissa, but actually I'm doing great. But then I had this little teeny tiny 1% of me that was just kind of like, mm, but like, what if you did work with them and what is possible? And it just kind of like believed in expansion and possibility. And you know, I'm so grateful that I believed in that 1% of me and let that 1% take the wheel because working with coaches is honestly what really, really changed the game for me. Like doing all the things are great, but you're not going to change your life by listening to another podcast. You're not going to change your life by reading another book. When you work with someone who actually gives you action items to do and you start actually, you know, really making change and doing those things, like, that's where real transformation happens. So yeah, I haven't stopped working with coaches since then. I think it's just the most valuable thing ever. Yeah, I, th I, I totally agree with that. I mean, I'm somebody who, you know, I'm a lifelong learner. I've always loved school. I, I want to know all the things before I, you know, jump in. But I've also kind of realized or had to accept that you know, you cannot gather, you can't change by gathering all the knowledge. You really have to kind of step into some kind of plan of attack, I guess, for, for lack of a better way to say that. But yeah, I mean, it, it's just interesting. I think the books are helpful and podcasts are helpful. And it's like, that's what gets you going. If that's what introduces you to those concepts, it's really great. But you definitely have to find a way to move yourself forward. Right, right. I always say you can't think your way into a new state of being. You have to actually get out there and do oh, so something. So true. Yes, yes, yes. So I want to just jump right in because th this is something that really resonated with me. You talk about the importance of showing up for yourself before you can show up for your business. And the reason that that resonated with me was because when I started my business, you know, I was working all hours of the day, every day of the week, not you know, like like many entrepreneurs, right? You know, just in that hustle mindset. And my business was my number one priority all the time. And I think that's what we're taught is required to be successful, you know? And these days, as cliche as it sounds, I realize that my business has to be secondary to me and to the, to the people who are important to me. I really had to kind of redefine what success looks like for me. So I would love for you to kind of speak to showing up for yourself first and why that's important. Absolutely. And I love the point that you've been touched on that not only is it important to show up for yourself first, but it's not necessary to burn yourself out at all ends of the stick to move forward with your business or move forward in any area of your life. Thinking about even last night on my coaching call, you know, 
some of the ladies were talking about how around the holiday season, they feel like it's never enough. What they're doing is never enough. They're running around trying to do, check all the boxes, see all the people, do all the things. And no matter what, they're always disappointing someone. and It's never enough. And here's the thing. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much we do. It matters the energy that we bring to what we do, right? It doesn't matter how many times you see someone. What matters is the presence that you bring when you are with them. And people feel that. People feel your energy. People feel your presence. And that's what really sticks. If you're showing up five days of the week and you're half-assing it every single day, that's not going to make an impact on people. People aren't going to remember that. People aren't going to appreciate that. But if you show up one day and four of those other days, you were really filling your cup and doing what you needed to do for yourself. So on that one day, you could show up with a bang and with energy and with presence and be the light of the room, everyone can feel that. And the same goes for our business. I was taught that entrepreneurship is humanship and how you show up for yourself is going to be how you show up for your business. And I know we were talking about this, but nobody wants to buy from someone who's stressed out, right? And people may not consciously know why they're saying no to you. This is the crazy thing about all of it. I think about like human interaction. We're living 95% out of our subconscious. I am, you are, everyone listening is. So if you think about two humans interacting with each other, and they're both operating 95% out of their subconscious, so only 5% of what they say or do, I think that's like two minutes out of an hour, is coming from conscious thought. The rest of it is like this autopilot subconscious. And so no one really knows why they're saying what they're saying. It just kind of happens. And so people who are going to buy from you don't really know why they're saying no. And they may say things like, I don't want to spend the money. I don't have the time. But that's just what's coming out. And there's a lot of subconscious dynamics going on. And the more that you work on yourself and the more that you can show up as the very best version of you, the more other people are going to open up and be receptive to whatever it is that you're offering. And they may not know why, but they're going to end up buying from you. And it's it's honestly astounding. And this is why showing up for yourself first is so important, right? It's not about putting in more and more and more work, but it's really about the quality of when you are there. Yeah, I think that's, that's a really tricky because I think you know, for a lot of us, we believe that our value comes from the things that we do, you know, what we have to offer, not just being. And so I think it can be a really slippery slope to, you know, feel like you need to be showing up on all the channels and doing all of the marketing things the gurus tell you to do and like, you know, following this, all of the steps. But it's like, if your heart's not really in it, you're not going to be showing up as who you really are. And, you know, it, it makes perfect sense that people are going to catch on to that, you know? Yeah, I, I was just going to say that it doesn't matter necessarily. This is to some extent, there is there is a caveat here, but it doesn't really matter what you say and what you do. What matters is the energy behind it and what you believe about yourself. That's what really matters and that's what really makes a difference. Okay. So, so let's kind of, let's talk about that. So you mentioned we, you know, people can feel your energy. I, I'm hundred percent on board with that. And you, you said nobody wants to buy from somebody who's stressed out. So what are some of the things? And because it's so subconscious, right? Like what are some of the things we can do to recognize 
the level we're operating at? And I guess more importantly, what can we do to start to change it? So I think there's a few different ways that you can start to recognize the level you're operating at. Think about a professional doctor, for example, right? And a doctor that's at dinner. They're a professional. They're at dinner with friends. Just because someone says something, they're not going to start like diagnosing them at the dinner table and being like, you know, come see me in my office and all these things, right? Like they're a professional. They let people come to them. It's very similar in how you want to operate in your business. And if you're like walking around with this eagerness to just sell, sell, sell to everyone that you meet, that's a good indication of what you believe about yourself. Yes, of course, you're excited and you want to share, but you're sharing because you love it, not from this like desperation, eager energy. So really just think about, you know, do I view myself as a professional in what I'm doing? Do I let people come to me or am I bringing this energy of eagerness and like, it's almost just like overextending yourself just because you're so excited and you just really want to work with people. So I would start to just like get honest with yourself on that. And right, we can't change what we don't know. And it's not bad to be in any one place or the other, but we have to get honest with ourselves and take a look at, you know, where we're coming from, what our energy is, what our intention is. And it's only from taking that honest look at ourselves that we're going to be able to make change moving forward. So in terms of making change, this is where you really want to think about like what you believe about yourself. Honestly, like what do you believe about yourself, about who you are in this world, about what impact you're making, about your worth, what you deserve. And the more that you can believe in yourself and believe in what you do and trust that clients are coming your way, the more you're going to show up just with that authentic, calm confidence. Yeah. I I think that what kind of ties into that too is like really feeling aligned with what you're putting out there versus versus following some arbitrary advice. Like, I know, you know, when I first started, it was all about like, you know, you need to, you need to make six figures in your first year and you need to have an online course and you need to have a slow funnel and you need to have a high ticket offer. And it's like, you know, none of those things are inherently bad, right? But it's, if there is something that is unappealing to you about any of those things and you are like pushing forward, to do it because that's what you're told is, you know, quote unquote, you're supposed to do. It's, it's really going to change how you show up. And you, you know, you might think you need to do it to make the sales or to, to get the clients. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't feel right for you, you know, everybody's going to know it. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I totally resonate with that. And the other part of that is, you know, it's an ongoing process. So don't, wait sitting in your house to figure out exactly what feels aligned for you to go do it. You're going to figure out what feels aligned for you by doing it. So take action. I I love that. I I love that you brought that up because that is so true. I think, you know, if you if you have an idea for something and you try it and you're like, "Mm, that's not the thing, or maybe it didn't work like you thought, that may lead you to the next thing, which leads you to the next thing, which leads you to the thing, you know? I love that whole, like looking at it sort of as an experiment, right? And, you know, how can you sort of play around and just have fun with what you're doing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's so funny. I only about three weeks ago or a month ago, I had this idea come to me. So I 
honestly, one of my greatest strengths in this world is my relationship with my phone. Like I'm just like, I don't scroll. I don't, it's just not me. I'm not addicted to my phone in any way. And people always comment on it and like are like, oh, you know, I was scrolling at night, but then I remembered Alexa doesn't scroll. So I'm not going to scroll. And people are always saying these things. And, you know, it was just like kind of a part of who I was, but I never really thought about it. And then a month ago, I woke up with this idea and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be the phone girl. Like I want to teach people how to break up with their phones. Like this is my (laughs) calling. And I had already been in business, like, you know, saying like, oh, I help women with confidence or I help them get out of their own ways. And nothing really felt super aligned, but I was still going with it. And then it just came to me, you know? So this is all to say, like, just take action because you're not going to come up with like the thing that really sticks or that feels really aligned for you the first time around. You're not going to come up with it sitting in your house. Like it is just going to come from trying different things and seeing what feels right and what doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. And things are going to change. You're going to change. So what you're doing today, you know, may be completely different than what you're doing, you know, two years from now. And it's okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One day you could be going to MIT. <laughs> the next day you could have an online business. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, one of the things that you really believe is or believe in, I guess, is creating a separation between you and your business. And I think that's particularly hard for a lot of entrepreneurs to do. So why do you think that's so important? So I think it's important to not only create a distance between you and your business, but between you and all the different ways that you identify yourself in this world, whether that's being the difference between you and being a mom, being a friend, a sister, your business, whatever it is. It's basically creating a separation between who you are and the things that you do. Because at the end of the day, who you are is not what you do in this world. The only way to create that separation is to have a relationship with yourself, right? It's only going to come through introspection, through self-reflection, through moments of solitude and silence. And I know none of that sounds like the most fun thing in the world to do, but it's the truth. And the reason why it's so important is because if you think that you're your business, then of course, when someone says no to you, you're going to take it really personally. That's a good point. That's a really good point. (laughs) Like if you've tied your sense of worth in this world to the things you do, then of course, if one of those things goes awry, like it's going to be really hard for you. But how can we move away from that? Because I, I feel like it's, it's not, you know, something that, that each of us just comes up with. Like we're taught that, you know, it's, it, you, you get, you get gold stars for good grades and whatever income level you hit in your business. There's all the accolades. It's like that, that is what we are measured on. So how can we kind of start to create that separation? Like what are some of the, things that we can do. Well, honestly, and this is like the least fun coaching advice of all time, but it really is going to come from self-reflection through time with yourself, through moments of silence and being alone. It it is really going to come from that, from really getting to know yourself, getting to know your core values, getting to know the energy and impact that you bring to this world, not because of the things you do, but simply just because of who you are. A great way to start to work on this is to really work on not taking anything personally. And this goes both in terms of when things are going not your way, but also when things are. 
because if you are listening and hearing the cheers from people, if you're letting it really fill up your cup when people say nice things about you, you become very, very susceptible to when that's no longer there. And you have to learn how to not take it personally, even when people are saying nice things about you, even when people are giving you applause, even when you're getting that gold star, like, thank you. That has nothing to do with my worthiness. That has nothing to do with who I am at my core. And it sounds cold in a way. (laughs) I know it, it does sound cold, but when you're able to do that, one, it makes it a lot easier to not take it personally when those gold stars aren't there because, you know, you weren't taking it personally when they were. So you're not really going to take it personally when they're not there either. And then two, it really helps you just like get to know your worth simply because of who you are in this world. And when you're operating from a very high worth place, like that's when you're going to make the biggest impact on the other people and you're going to help other people see that for themselves too. Yeah, I love that. I know like this has been particularly hard for me and the, and the whole, you know, last year, year and a half has really been about, you know, kind of me figuring out me and rediscovering who I am outside of, you know, my business, being a mom, being a wife, all of those things. And I think the hardest thing that I've done to really shift that and, and get more comfortable with, you know, figuring out who I am is really just spending time playing and, like not working for me was so hard because it was like, what else am I going to do? Right. Like this is, this is, it's almost like when you're, when you're, when you're creating this space where there's nothing that you have to focus on and just be with yourself. That's, it's really tough. It's like, you just want to fill it. You just want to go and like fold the laundry or load the dishwasher or whatever it is, because you feel like you just have to be doing something to provide some value, you know? So I don't know. I I think just taking some time to just really play and like not do anything productive has been super, super helpful, but it was like the biggest hurdle to get over, you know? Totally, totally. The world is our playground. It really is. And life can just be so much fun if you let it be that way. And if you just slow down and yeah, just enjoy life, live life, dance around your living room, play cards with your friends, like just have fun, right? Life, life is so much fun. I think about how babies and kids walk around with so much awe and wonder for the world. And, you know, you just think about like, where did that go? At what point did that, did that get shut down in our, in our growing upness? I can't think of the word <laughs> in the way that we are raised. I always think about how when I ask people like, Hey, how are you doing? And so often I get the response like, I'm okay or not bad. And then moving on and I'm like, wait a minute, not bad sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, wait a like, minute, we could do better than that. We should so, raise the bar a little we, higher than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, we could do better than that. So yeah, absolutely. Just playing. And I think honestly, just taking like five minutes of silence every day to do nothing, no phone, no computer. That doesn't mean like you're listening to some soft music or you're doing the dishes or you're going on a walk, like just five minutes of literally sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. I really think that the benefit of all of that, like even if, if, if you're kind of looking to, you know, how, how does this affect my daily life? What's interesting about it is that even though you might feel like you're wasting time at the beginning when you start doing it, it actually at least for me, in my experience, has made me 
more productive and more creative. Because if you're constantly like on the doing, you know, hamster wheel, you, you don't, your brain doesn't have a, take a minute to stop and, and just like have that creativity flow in and get the ideas. I know like I always think of tons of things when I go on vacation because I'm just, I'm relaxing. I'm not, you know, in a routine every day and, and just trying to be busy. So side benefit, right? <laughs> side benefit for sure. And it goes back to that quality over quantity. It's not about the number of hours you put in. It's really not quality over yeah. quantity. I love that. All right. Alexa, are you ready for the Christie questions? I am. I've never been more ready for anything in my life. All right. So I'm curious, what's been the hardest lesson you've had to learn, either in your business or your personal life, whatever you feel like diving into? Honestly, that we don't have control over other people in our life. And I say that in particular in relation to romantic partnerships. I, I'm in a, a long-term relationship and just like realizing that, wait, like this person actually could leave me at any point. Like a really, that was a hard pill to swallow and something that I really had to work through and just realizing that there's not a lot that's within our control. There's really not. And learning to be okay with that and surrendering and just believing in yourself and believing that, you know, you're always going to have yourself and that's enough for sure was really hard for me to get through. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I had a kind of a similar realization the other day, I actually posted about it that, you know, I kind of, I kind of realized that, well, after my husband pointed it out to me that <laughs> I have, you know, these kind of unwritten rules for people, like a set of expectations and, you know, for myself as well. But the real challenge of all of that is like just figuring out how to let people be who they are. Absolutely. Getting deep here. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two. <laughs> all right. This one's not so deep. I'm curious, what are some of the things, the day-to-day -day things that you do that just make you feel really good? So... For me, some things that have really filled my cup are journaling, 100%, meditating and visualizing. I have so much fun in meditation. Like you can just visualize and fantasize this crazy world for yourself and just have the most fun ever. So I love meditating. So I live here in Mexico right now and there's just always so much to do, like different events, ecstatic dance, sound healing, salsa dancing, just so many fun things. And so I'm always just working those things into my day, just letting myself be free and enjoy life. I love that. What part of Mexico are you in? In Tulum. It's one of my favorite places. Love, love, love. Has there ever been anything that you've tried that you're like, oh, no, this isn't for me? Mm. That's a great question. I mean, 100%. <laughs> but not, I mean, totally, but nothing like, I don't know. I can't think of anything like glaring off the top of my mind. But I mean, I'm sure like, for example, like I tried boxing and I'm like, nah, I don't really like this. <laughs> you know, yeah, nah, that one was really for me. You know, nothing crazy though. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I, I can probably imagine that that would be the case. Boxing. I don't think so. All right. Last question. What, if anything, I guess, do you still want to change about yourself? 
Yeah. So something that I'm really working on in this season of my life, and I'm I'm so excited for it, is really working on just healing and working on my relationship with my parents. I've done, yeah, I've done a lot of work on myself for a few years now. And I think it's really important to work on yourself before you go try to have hard conversations with other people, before you try to blame other people or things like that to really do a ton of work and look within first and see where it's coming from within you. And I'm really excited to just have like some meaningful conversations with them about things from the past, you know, things that we never spoke about growing up. I feel like there's just like this elephant in the room in our relationship, you know, like we never address the times that we like have fought. We never address, you know, the things that have come up over all the years. And I'm really, I'm really looking forward to working on that with them and just developing a more meaningful relationship with them. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you, that you are, that you're coming from a place of like, you know, this isn't about me venting or, you know, blaming this on you. It's, it's like you've, you've kind of done the work on yourself and now you're, you're ready to address it in a way that's sounds like, you know, just loving and kind and really going to benefit everybody. I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you want to get really deep, I, I just had this moment where I was talking to one of my friends and this realization, I was like, oh my God, like I could lose my parents at any point. And like, I was like, I need to have this conversation now. I was, it was just like, I, I need to have this relationship with them now. I don't want to let my resentment or past feelings of hurt be the reason that I miss out on really having a, a meaningful connection with them. Oh, I love that. I can so relate to the urgency, I'll tell you, because, well, for different reasons, but I, you know, I'm 49. And so literally every day I am at some point during the day, I think like, I, you know, there, there is this sense of urgency. Like I need to, I need to really, you know, let people know that I love them and, and, you know, develop those relationships, really like spend the time where in the past I've always sort of been like, you know, just go, go, go and on to the next thing. And what's the next, you know, the next accomplishment or whatever. But I really, I'm just at this place where I'm realizing that's not where the value is. Like what's important to me is relationships all across the board. And it's like the people, the people I love are close to me. And, and even in business, like, you know, I, I want to know who people are. I want to connect with them. I don't, I don't want to just kind of show up and like make sales. So. I don't know, but I think that for me, like, I feel like it's my age. It's like, I'm like, oh, I know I have more, you know, more time behind me than ahead of me. So like, let's get this done. Exactly. <laughs> well, this has been such a blast having you on the podcast. Where can people connect with you online these days? Oh, and tell us, I know you mentioned you have something fun coming up in January, which I think is very apropos to what we've been talking about here today. <laughs> Yes. So people can find me on Instagram at Alexa K Mart or my website is alexakmartin.com. And in January, I am hosting a free challenge where I am teaching people how to break up with their phones and get back in control of their life. So if you are someone who mindlessly scrolls who tries to put your phone down and then 10 minutes later you're picking it back up again 
who feels the urge to respond to people right away, if you are, if any of those resonate for you, come join the party, the free challenge. And I'm going to teach you how to have a healthy relationship with your phone. You can just DM me on Instagram, honestly, at Alexa Kmart and tell me you want the deets. I think that's awesome. I think we probably on some level all can relate to not being able to detach from our phone. So I think that will be awesome. And I will put all of the links in the show notes so people can, you know, find it really easily. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Yeah. This was so much fun. This was such a great conversation. It was so nice. It really was. I appreciate you. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning into the podcast today. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to support the podcast by leaving a five-star review and subscribing and sharing it with your biz besties. Your ratings and reviews help us reach more listeners who want to leave hustle mode behind and grow their businesses with ease. And don't forget to post a screenshot of this episode on your IG stories and tag me at Christy Sigelski so I can repost you. If you want to take the guesswork out of what to say in your emails and how to say it in a way that resonates with the people you actually want to work with, you need to grab my brand new freebie. Now, you've probably heard me say this at least a hundred times, but connection is what leads to conversions and making your subscribers feel seen and heard is the key to making that connection and building the relationship. So I put together a sweet little guide for you that breaks down my connect, captivate and convert framework, which teaches you how to become biz besties with your subscribers and gives you the goods on converting them to clients organically. Now, because I know the next logical question is probably what should I write about in my emails? There's a bonus section with a list of newsletter ideas that's going to give you swipeable email content for months. This is honestly the most value-packed freebie I've ever created, and I really can't wait for you to get your hands on it. So if you're ready to write emails that sell without all the bro marketing mayhem, go grab the free guide, How to Write Emails That Sell, plus 20 must-read newsletter ideas at the link in the show notes. 